What's going on, golf addicts? The boys are back in the saddle. It is Zozo Championship yes. Week. DB here, Pat Perry with me, and we back. We, we, you know, last week we had Joe Idoni fill in for for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, had a had a twenty eight bold thing to do with Miss Domination, the wife. Uh, thank you, Pat, for allowing me to do so. Thank you to Joe for filling in uh, very well. And then we just had, you know, we took the week off after Golby's Cup. By the way. We haven't got to talk about Golby's Cup together on the pot, and I don't want to spend too much time on it tonight, Pat. But I do. This is my first podcast drinking out of. Now I know it's a beer pint glass, but I didn't want beer tonight, so I got a little gin. Yeah, a little gin and I soda. I like the glass. The inaugural Golby's Cup champions glass. I never got to really see the glass because it was so dark when we finished, and then I think a few broke, maybe. I don't. Well, know. Well, that was a different glass. Um, I actually forgot to give these out. Uh, these were the ones I forgot to give out. Everybody got a hat with the same thing, but I did forget to give those out. Anyway, that sucks, but Golby's Cup was amazing. If you missed it, you missed a lot. People were reeling about it, buzzing about it. It was electric. Yes, Team DB's victory was uh, a storybook ending, scripted ending. Uh, but even Saturday, the Saturday scramble, the DraftKings scramble was fantastic. Uh, had such a great turnout. Pat, you know, very very honorably defended his top 1000 world golf ranking in the bump and run over the weekend. Um, that was a lot of fun. Uh, we, we, I would say I, I, I also defended it in the shootout, even though well, that's we what lost. I mean. Yeah. Over the whole weekend. Yeah. yeah it was, it was yeah. between Friday and Saturday. Uh, yeah. we, we lost a lot of money in alcohol sales. Um, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. people drank a lot, but we had a great time. It was memorable. Great to meet and, and see so many of you in fa- in person, face to face. Uh, we just humbled by the support, and uh, we will be thinking over these next few months about how we're going to move forward from that and what we're going to do in 2023 and beyond. So stay tuned. As always, presented to you by our friends at Fantasy National, Fantasy National Golf Club. Listen, I actually talked. I want to. I want to say something here. I talked to Moose a little bit. Moose, our buddy at Fantasy National, created Fantasy National, running it now. Um, and and I kind of, you know, I let him. I I, I told him. Hey man, you know we're kind of looking for some new features. We're seeing some things on Fantasy National. We want you know that that we are not doing the way we want them to do. Moose said, "Your cries have been heard." Uh, there's been some things going on in the background, and uh, but but he is he was excited to tell me that Fantasy National is currently working on some updates, some new things going on, new things happening in Fantasy National, and uh, and everything everything's looking really nice, looking really good. So. Stay tuned. Be on the lookout for new features on Fantasy National. They're they're working to improve that product greatly, uh, but it's already a great product. And if you if you go to fantasynational.com/tj and tell them the tour junkie sent you, you get twenty percent off any membership. So we thank you to Moose and um, and all those working hard at Fantasy National. Pat, uh, good to be back, bud. Good to be back with you. I miss, yeah, you know, yeah, miss doing I'm the glad show to have with you, you back in the seat. Um, it's been a few weeks. You know, you. Uh... What have you been doing? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I, I, I guess you did a charity thing last Monday. Um, well, yeah, no, no. I do know that you talked about uh, Tom Kim and 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 hit him on the the first look show. Now, well, he wasn't on your betting card because I think he got too short for your yeah. betting card. Yeah. Um, by the time you wrote it, but at yeah. least you did hit Tom Kim on that first look show, which you should be paying attention to if you're not. Okay. Thank you. Because not everybody we talk about can go on the betting cards. Yeah. And uh, 
Well, thank anyway. you for teeing that up. And and yeah, I mean, it means a lot of times these guys get shorter. The numbers get shorter. That's what happened last week. I did talk about Tom a lot. Uh, if you're not watching the first the first look show on Monday mornings, I usually go live sometime between 10 and 10:30 a.m. Eastern on YouTube, and uh, we're talking about my favorite bets that I think we should fire on early and get it get the number now. And last week, Tom came at 28 to one. I think he closed it around 18 to one by you know tee off on Thursday. So uh, he was too he he had dropped too far to go on my betting card. Uh, but I did have I had Matt Naismith who ended up finishing runner up at 90 to one. I had SH Kim, the other South Korean that people need to be paying attention to. He finished fourth at 150 to one. And I had Tom Hoagie who finished fourth at 50 to one. Uh, so it was quite, you know, if, if you could do each way bets, or if you took some of those bets and you put them in, uh, you know, in a top five or top 10 bet, you crushed. I think I had 10 names on my betting card. It was a long card with all the outrights. Cause I started, I didn't have anybody shorter than 50 to one. All 10 made the cut. I had a profitable week in DraftKings, which was nice. Uh, it was a good week for me. Yeah. Um, thank you to you boys. You did a great show last Monday night, you and Joe. I uh, I don't know what I don't know if I won anything at all. DB, I really don't. I didn't. I you had Siwoo on my betting card, but what was he top ten? That's about it. Yeah, he fizzled a little bit. All right, I want I want to bring this comment in, Pat. This is actually let's talk about this. Uh, no, not that one. Sorry. You, you, you want to bring a heart in. Okay. Goodwill John. Just got Tom Kim at the Masters at 85 to 1. I actually had a friend of ours text me about this very bet earlier today. Pat, what do you think about this? I like Tom Kim at 85 to 1. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I think he, this is also, I think what I really think about it is this is the time to be looking at those type bets right now for the Masters. Because you're going to get this is when I believe you put the Danny Willett bet in November, right? November, about, yeah, mm-hmm. about this time of year. Um, so I think that um, it's sharp to be looking at these early numbers on the Masters uh, because they're going to shorten. Um, I don't, I don't know that I like the Tom Kim bet. Why I, not? Just because, like, going, you know, you're you're a huge course history guy. I, I thought you'd kind of be there with me. I mean. He's obviously never played Augusta National before. Augusta National is that venue. It, it is. It is that venue. You know the the new the new thing the kids say these days. Pat is. You know he's him. I don't know if you've heard that, but like, oh, Pat's him. You know, if Pat does something good, if Pat manages to get off his back foot and like follow through and like stripe one, you know, somebody might go, oh, Pat's him. Like you're the, you're like you're the man. You know what I mean? Okay. And yeah. and you know, I don't know that as good as Tom Kim is looking to be there's a lot of dudes that, that stroll up to Augusta National and it takes them a little bit to get it done before they're, before they're him. You know what I mean? And like, I just don't know that, first of all, that, so just, you know, the experience at Augusta. Now, I do think Joe Scovern on the bag, Ricky Fowler's old caddy, is now, you know, on Tom Kim. Boy, great move for him, by the way. I think Ricky even let him go. I think Ricky fired him or let him go. Fantastic pickup for Joe Scovern to get, to get Tom Kim. But, you know, I think that'll help, but I, I don't. I still don't know if this is the year I want to bet Tom Kim his very first year to win it. Number one, number two. Let's let's take a look at what Tom Kim has done really well. It's obviously he hits a ton of fairways and greens, which is fantastic. He doesn't make bogeys. He didn't make a bogey the whole tournament. It's unbelievable. That that plays anywhere. But he's not a long hitter by any means. He, he's not he's not short, but he's not a he's probably average. That is not going to help him at Augusta. And so far, we've seen him win on shorter precision 
golf courses. I mean, Wyndham, Sedgefield Country Club, and what we saw this past week are more precision type, you know, wedge it, you know, everybody hits to the same spots, uh, kind of short irons and wedges in and do your thing. I, I would like to see him a little more proven in harder courses, more difficult scoring conditions, major championships, a little more length to it before I throw down a bet on Tom Kim. Now, now 85 to one in a field where there's probably 75 guys in the Masters that could have, like, have even a snowball's chance of winning is probably pretty good if you can get it for a guy this hot. The other thing I think is, all right, he's coming off his second win in 18 starts. Everybody's buzzing. Do we think the number gets, do we think the number could get longer if maybe he kind of disappears for a minute and he's, like, you know what I mean? Like, are we betting him on the, on the right, off, right off the bat, right after the second win, are we betting him at, at kind of a, a peak number for him? I mean, then obviously, of course, you do run the risk of him continuing to set the world on fire and, and get shorter and shorter, but those are, my, those are my counterpoints to betting Tom Kim at the Masters. It's interesting that John brought that up because I literally had that text today. Yeah, I mean, I hear what you're saying. I mean, I, I guess my thing was, you know, that if if I'm looking at his trajectory right now, I think he gets shorter. So I think yeah, the I mean, odds, if, if right you're there. looking at just trying to take a guy where you think there's some value and you're getting him at 85 to 1, I think there's, think there's value there. I don't know for sure. I think, all, you know, again, we know that playing at Augusta National takes a lot of experience. Um, you've only had, you know, one first-time um, you know, winner there uh, on their first try, and that was Fuzzy Zeller. And uh, save me the jokes on the first year of the Masters, but uh, you know, so th- it doesn't really happen all that much. But he's a super talented kid. Maybe uh, he's yeah. the one that breaks through and does that. Yeah. Um, but I'm looking at it more from just a value standpoint, not not really, you know, necessarily all the other factors that it takes to win. Um, because I think he could shorten. I think he could be like sixty-five to one. 60 to one come, you know, he's, he's, he's really impressive, man. Uh, it is really, it is really fun to watch. Yeah. Really good, good guy. The the SoCo crowd is pretty hot right now. I gotta be honest. I'm, I'm pumped about it. By the way, Pat, I did forget that I got my belt right here behind me. I don't know if you've seen it. I can see it. I've seen it since the start of the show. I noticed the, the gold, uh, glittering behind you. Yeah. Anyway, how long are you going to keep that there? I I don't have any space on the wall, so I think I'm going to leave it here for quite some time. I think it actually fits perfectly. It fits nicely. Um, All right, Pat, we're going to get into DraftKings plays. We're going to talk about some GPPs, some pivots, where we think that where the chalk going to be. We're going to talk about uh, some outright bets that we like, some top tens maybe. I got a few of those. And boy, oh boy, now if this isn't a teaser, I don't know what is. True golf degenerates. True golf degenerates will be just titillated, titillated by what I'm about to say here. At the end, I have done mucho digging into the, the Japanese players at the bottom of the DraftKings pool. And Ooh, I've got... I have one special Japanese player. You do. I have, I have four guys that I think we need to pay attention to. And, uh, and, and one of them is Min Price. Another one is... Uh, or two more are 6.1K. We're going to talk about him. So I'm going to dish it out. I'm going to dish out the goods and try to convince you to put one of these guys in your DraftKings lineup. Uh, but before I do that, got to remind everybody that our friends at Front Nine Coffee continue to crush the coffee game. They supported us at Golby's Cup. It was fantastic. A lot of you guys got to take part in, you know, take a little, take a little, you know, Front Nine in your cup on Friday or Saturday morning. Um, local 
Coffee Roasters, based right here in Augusta, Georgia. Great people, small business, just getting started. They love coffee and they love golf and golfers. So it's a perfect combination for us, perfect combination for you. Head over to Front 9 Coffee. That's front, the number nine, coffee.com. Use promo code TJ10 to save 10% off any order that you pick up there. Obviously, I have my own coffee over there. It's a, it's a light roast kind of hazelnut blend that I put together, that they helped me put together. It's, a, it's Tour Junkies branded. It's beautiful. And also, Pat has his uh, you know, bump and run blend, which is kind of an espresso, Milano, a little bit darker roast little bolder, a little stronger. Get it, mm-hmm. okay? And I was, telling, I was telling somebody this the other day. They were like, oh, I have a Keurig. I have a, a Keurig. Well, I do too. But all you got to do is if you can find these in the grocery store or on Amazon. They're like $4. The little, they're K-cups, but they're reusable. They have like the coffee filter uh, wiring, netting stuff in there. And it's this easy. Every morning, I just pour my front nine coffee right in there. And the benefit is when you buy a K-cup, they only put like half of, it's like a chip bag. Only half the K-cups full of coffee. The rest of it's just air. Shake it around. You can tell. So with the, with the reusable ones, I fill that puppy to the brim. I get all that front nine up in there. So I get more coffee flavor, mm-hmm. caffeine, all that right in me. It's a stronger K-cup. That's what you need to do. Check it out. Front9coffee.com. Promo code TJ10. We appreciate them helping out the show. All right, Pat. Oh, I was going to tell you something before the show, and I forgot. I'm just, you know, it's, it's the Zozo. So people are just whatever, you know. Uh, I did something today, and I just didn't really think about it, but I'm so glad I did it. I think I, I think I really, I gave my son, my 12 year old, his first like little, little gambling rush today, and mm-hmm. I, and I'm really excited about it. We were watching Monday Night Football, and I was scrolling through the odds on 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 DK Sportsbook and looking at a couple things, and I started talking to him. I was like, dude, you know, because normally like he won't really watch a whole game. He, he won't watch. He, he's interested a little bit. Like, he'll pass by and ask me about it, but he won't sit down and watch a whole game with me. He'll watch, like, the first half. He'll watch all of the Georgia game, but that's it. He won't watch the NFL game. And I was like, dude, why don't you, you want to put a little bet down? I'll, 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 I'll help you put the bet down. He's like, huh? What, what can I bet on? So I start showing him all the options. And DK had, like, a little built in, they had, like, a pre made parlay. And I clicked on it, and there was one that's Patrick Mahomes, 375 passing yards and 25 rushing yards. And it was 20 to 1. And I was explaining to him how it all worked. I was like, you know, I said, like, if you, if you put in five bucks and you won, you'd get 100. If you lost, you just lose five bucks. But you get to watch the game and you enjoy it and you have fun. You cheer for Patrick Mahomes and you, that's it. And he was like, I think I want to do that. And I was like, okay, well, you don't have to do $5. Like, even if you want to do a dollar, you want to do a dollar, you want to do $3. He's like, no, let's do $5. Let's do $5. And I was like, okay. So we, we, we got the bet facilitated. And, uh, my little junior junkie boy, he was pumped up, dude. Patrick Mahomes ran for like 20 yards in the first quarter. He was standing up on the couch, pumping his fist, screaming. He was, he was, uh, he, at first he was mad that, that uh, Derek Carr threw, the, threw a touchdown. I was like, no, no, no. I t- explained to him about game script. I was like, you want, you want the Raiders like, you know, sc- scoring points. You want the Chiefs playing from behind. I explained it to him. He's like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And dude, when I left him to come up here, my man was on the edge of his seat feeling it for the first time i got I mean, to see not, it he's not too thrilled with uh mahomes he's not thrilled with mahomes for passings right now no uh, no mm. that's okay but either way I, it's it's fun to know that you know i did that and i talked to him about it. i was like look this is entertainment man this is we're not we're not doing anything you could lose right you know worst case scenario is it doesn't happen you lost five dollars but you sat here and you enjoyed watching the game and that's worth it and he's like yeah so mm-hmm. 
I'm sure I'll have people in the comments telling me what a horrible father I am and that that's just pure degeneracy, but I don't give, I don't care. And I think you're wrong. All right. Top of the board, Pat, let's talk about it. 9K and above. We've got uh, Xander at the top, Hideki, Colin Morikawa, Sung JM, Tom Kim, Victor Hovland, Cam Young, Tommy Fleetwood, Tyrell Hatton, and Corey Connors. Now, I think out of this crew, since the tour championship, we have, uh, there's a few people we have not seen yet. Um, I don't think we've seen, we, we haven't seen Xander yet. We ha- I know we haven't seen uh, Cam Young. Um, we saw Hideki at the Fortinet. We haven't seen Colin Morikawa, I don't believe. Um, there's a few names we haven't seen since the tour championship. What are you doing with this range? Where do you think uh, your plays are leaning? Who do you think is going to be the popular pick here? Who's your fade? What are we talking about? Who are we talking about? All right. Well, I'll start up at the top here uh, for me. And I, I like Sung JM this week uh, at, at 10K. Um, you know, one of the things that you, I think you talked about this on your first look a couple weeks ago. And you talked about how we, we've, we've seen where most people need to have a few starts under their belt in the fall before um, yeah. you know, they, they can either win or do well. Uh, I think Bryson may have been the exception to that. But, um, you know, you got guys like Morikawa, Shoffley, those kind of guys that have not played all that much this fall. So I, I think that I, I want to start with Sung J.M. He checks a lot of boxes. I mean, he's literally top 15 in the field in every stat I looked at, strokes gained approach. I looked at good drives gained this week. I looked at greens and regulation. I looked at ball striking. This is a ball striking type force right here. Um, I also looked at scrambling. I mean, I think there are going to be folks that miss a lot of greens here. There's a lot of longer par fours um, that they're going to, they're probably going to miss some greens. He is 30th in the field in scrambling. And then I looked at, I looked at putting as well. I just kind of looked at just regular putting. I didn't look at any kind of, I didn't look at like just bent grass or anything like that. I, I, I looked at, long-term putting form and he's 15th in the field there so i like sung jm there at 10k um now a couple more well actually this one's easy i, I i'm gonna go back to tom kim i'm, I'm going back to tom kim I, I like the stats where they're at i like where he's playing um as far as his form obviously um i do think he could have um you know some high ownership there at 9700 but I, i'm gonna play tom kim this week uh, coming off the win. And I know people tend to avoid that. And maybe, maybe I'll get better ownership because people avoid, you know, the, the recent winner. And then I'm going to go with Tommy Fleetwood. This mm. is where I feel like you, you might have a little disagreement, but I'm going to go with Tommy Fleetwood. He finished seventh here last year. Um, and then he finished, um, I guess the last time they played here was 2020 before last year. I think 2021 they played in, or no. Yeah. Well, so, so last year they played here. And then in 2019, they played here. Tiger won here yeah. in 2019. Hideki won last year. The year in between was at Sherwood. That was the COVID weird year. Pat- Patrick. But if you're looking at like fantasy national. Yeah, they, they do. Them. They, they make it so weird because yeah. technically they make last year 2022. Yeah. They make 2021. It's all F. It is so a anyway, off. Yeah. Fleetwood was top 10 last year. And then T22, the last time they played here. Um, and he, you know, he's, he's kind of come around this year. I, I've. I've been steadily, you know, playing Fleetwood, and I like his form. Obviously, a great ball striker. His approach and all that kind of stuff has really come around. He's 16th in the field in strokes gained approach. He is, uh, I looked at par four scoring. You've got 10 par fours this week. He's second in the field there. Top 10 in putting. 
top 20 in scrambling, top 20 in greens and regulation. So Fleetwood is my my next one there. So those are my three. I like Sung JM. I like Tom Kim and Tommy Fleetwood. My fade, by the way, is Hovland. I'm going to fade Hovland. I might bet him, though. It may sound weird, but there, there's a chance I could end up betting him. No, th- I mean, there's definitely... You know, that, that's why we do the betting show separate, right? Normally. We're not doing it that way tonight. And a lot of times for the fall, especially at a short field, sometimes it's just better off to combine it. But usually why we do them separate is because it is, it is different, right? Like DraftKings, DFS involves a game against, you know, probably thousands of other people. There's, there's game theory behind it. There's ownership leverage that's necessary behind it. You're putting a lineup together. It's just different. Than, than betting a guy outright. So we're going to talk about that tonight. I mean, there are definitely going to be names in here that I am more prone to, uh, you know, to, to play in DFS or to bet and, and not the other. But there are also names that we, we will do both. So that, that's a good point. Um, I, don't, I don't have any real thoughts on Hovland other than, you know, uh, we just, obviously the, the scrambling is a thing. And I think scrambling is going to matter here a little bit. But uh, he also hits a ton of greens and wrecks. So, if you want a little course breakdown, I didn't do the full course breakdown video because we don't have a ton of data on Accordia Narashino Country Club. Um, but I did do a little bit of a course breakdown in the beginning of the, uh, the, the First Look Betting Odds show on YouTube, and it's on the podcast feed as well. You can take a look at that. I, I did some research on it. I mean, basically, it, it seems to be a place where uh, you don't have to be long off the tee, but length is an advantage here. The rough is not super penal. It's Zoysia fairways and rough. Uh, so you don't get like a ton of the ball like sitting down like you do in a Bermuda rough. Rough's kind of short too. Uh, Will, Will Zalatoris last year compared this place to Augusta National in a lot of ways in terms of how well it's manicured with the fairways and the and the rough. And the rough of Augusta National is not a big deal either. So um, it's 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 gonna be you're gonna be okay if you're in the rough as long as you've got proper angles. It's kind of tree line, so as long as you're not in jail behind a tree. But the greens are kind of small. The greens are peckish. You know they're kind of small. And, and there's not a ton of slope on them, and they're not super fast, but they're, they're bent and, um, and they're pure. But you got to hit these greens, and, and a lot of guys are going to miss them, and that's going to require getting up and down out of bunkers. There's a lot of bunkering on this course, uh, but they're small. So, uh, you know, the, the, the defense of the golf course is these small bent grass greens and, uh, and the bunkering for sure, which isn't probably uh, great for a guy who can't really chip it and, and hit out yeah. of bunkers very well. But uh, I want to talk about Fleetwood, Pat. Because I actually, I mean, I think, okay, you said Sung Jay, you said Tom. I would add Hideki. Those were the three guys I feel yeah. like are going to be the place here up in this range. I, I feel like that's where a lot of folks are going to go. I'm interested to see how Xander plays out. Like last week, you had, you know, you had Sung Jay and Patrick Cantlay and Max Home up top, and a bunch of people played. A bunch of people played. I mean, Sung Jay was near 30%. Cantley was over 30% in most contests. You know, Homa was around 14 or 15. Now, Homa ended up finishing worse than, the, than those two guys. But honestly, you know, Homa was probably the better play um, because you had some leverage yeah. there, and he was a world, he's a world-class player up there. I, I'm wondering, do you think people will play Xander? Like, because you have Hideki who, who has such an, you know, he's finished second and first here, which is incredible considering the pressure that dude must be under when he rolls up here every year in his home country and all the media and all the fanfare, the extra media that he gets. Um, and he still rises to the occasion. We've seen him play since the tour championship, which is good. Um, we've not seen Xander other than the president's cup. Um, and and he, he's played here twice, finished 22nd or 28th last year, 10th in 2019. 
Do you think people will play Xander? I I think they will. I think they're going to end up playing Xander. I, I don't think there's going to be that many people that that pay attention necessary, you know, to who is played in the in the fall and whatever else. Like I, I think Xander's going to get played for sure. I mean, I think he'll get um, played to some extent because he's Xander. I just I wonder if out of like out of those out of those names, uh, Matsuyama, Sungjae, Tom Kim. Uh, I mean, Xander and Morikawa feel like the ones up top that will get the least amount of love. I, I definitely don't, don't see a lot of people playing. No, I agree with that. I, I think you're right. I think they're going to get the least amount of love. But um, So I think that's the decision that everybody needs to be prepared to make at the top of the board come, you know, lineup lock. Actually, you know, we need to think about where, when lineup lock is. Is it on Wednesday night this, this week because of the time change? Is, is Japan in the future? Japan's in the future, right? Yeah, it's got to be Wednesday. Can somebody in the chat type in what time all the lineup look at the actually clock. happens? Um, so I, I kind of think come lineup lock, like that's what you're going to be faced with. You're going to be looking at Morikawa and Xander at somewhat suppressed ownership relative to Hideki, Sungjae, and Tom Kim, and you're going to have a decision to make. It's an interesting Yeah, lineup lock's going to be like... I mean, like in Tokyo right now, it's 10.25 a.m. So lineup lock's probably going to be... Oh, shit. It's like 13 hours ahead? Yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be 6 o'clock or so on... Uh, oh, yeah, primetime golf. Hell, yeah. Okay. 6.30 on... on uh, we got to figure out when we're doing the Nut Hut live chat then on Wednesday. Anyway, um, that, that's a little bit of talk about the chalk, okay? But back to Fleetwood. I, I looked at him. I kind of look at this lower 9K range. I, I mean, I think Connors, Terrell Hatton, and Fleetwood are going to be somewhat ignored. Now, my fate is Terrell Hatton. I, I'm not, you know, he, he, he did play well at the Alfred Dunhill Links. Uh, he did play well at the Italian Open just a couple weeks ago on the European Tour, but the totally different golf courses requiring totally different things. I don't love his ball striking. is is just not great. Um, his short game, obviously putting, is very strong, but I want better iron play out of a top-tier player at 9,100. So I'm out on Hatton. It's also his first time being here. Um, and I just don't think you're... I don't think being an elite putter is really going to separate you here. Now, obviously, it's not going to hurt, but I don't think it's going to separate you. And Tiger was an elite putter, yes. Um, Hideki, not an elite putter. Uh, other guys who have done really well here in uh, you know relative to to how they normally do guys like Brendan Steele runner up last year horrible putter you know um, Corey Connors T six in twenty nineteen horrible putter so I don't I don't know that I want to I don't care about Terrell, I don't care about Terrell Hatton's great putting so he's my fade but but I do think like Connors and Fleetwood are going to be interesting pivots and Fleetwood got my attention just because he has played well here. Um, uh, T7 last year, T22 in 2019. He has been playing since the, since the playoffs. Um, oh, I guess he didn't make the playoffs, actually. He played in the BMW PGA. He played in the Alfred Dunhill, and then he played in the uh, 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 Spanish Open or whatever, which I think was last week or the week before. Isn't that the one John Rom just won? The Aconia, yeah, Open de España. I think it was. Anyway, yeah, I think you're right. You know, the finishes weren't tremendous, but they were decent. 22nd at Alfred Dunhill, 39th last week. But, you know, having some experience around here and doing well, obviously a good, strong iron player. That's what we need. I think Fleetwood could be an interesting pivot. I'm interested in, in him as well. Um, but, I, you know, it's, it's hard not to like Tom Kim. It's hard not to like Sung Jay. 
I think if I was going to pick somebody up here, Chalky, to go ahead and plant my flag on, it's Hideki. Um, I'm just, I'm fully, fully involved in Hideki. I talked about him this morning on the First Look Betting Show, and I'll, I'll say this too. If I'm betting anyone in short numbers, it's Hideki at 16 to 1. At least that was where he was. Uh, th- that's where he was last I looked, right before the show. Let's see if he's shortened. No, he's 16 to 1 on DraftKings currently. Um, that would be my first click if I'm betting, uh, you know, kind of somebody at the top of the board. So that's, that's how I see it at the top. It'll be interesting to see how, you know, ownership evolves for DFS. We'll talk about that more, uh, in, you know, uh, on the, uh, in the nut hut and, uh, and other places. What do you, what, any bets for you up here? Yeah, I was going to say, I like Hideki at 16 to one. I think that's a really good number for him. Um, I, I think, and this is where. It's a little different than DFS. I think if I wanted to to maybe, you know, place a wager on Hovland, I would do it here at twenty one to one. I, I don't I don't really mind that. Um, but I don't, I just don't know if I'm all in on him for DFS purposes. Um, I, I'm conflicted on Cam Young. I really want to bet Cam Young at eighteen to one. I don't know if I want to play him in DFS, but I want to bet him at eighteen to one. See, I'd be more tempted to play him in DFS than I am to bet him because like. D- no. Is he gonna? Is he gonna come out now? We haven't seen Cam Young at all since the Tour Championship. No, he hasn't, we he seen, hasn't played on DP I mean, World Tour. He's, he's been, been nowhere. Yeah, he's um, been a ghost. So you know, automatic paycheck, trip to trip to Japan, no cut. You know, is he gonna come in as sharp as we want him to be? As sharp as he needs to be to win an event like this. And I, and obviously, this is a, a pretty weak field. I mean, this is a field that you know, live live has put a hurting on. I mean, when you're used to seeing guys. Like DJ, like Bryson, um, I guess you could say Brooks, whatever. Uh, you know, when, when you got guys like that that are missing this this event that they're normally at, and, and it strengthens the field. I, I'm surprised like Patrick Cantlay's not here, and some of these other guys aren't aren't here for the Zozo. You know, Japan Japan is a key market for for golf right now, like especially yeah. PGA Tour golf. If if I were if I were some of these guys that are carrying the mantle for the PGA Tour. The Scotty Schefflers and the Justin Thomas and the Rory's, and I know Rory's been playing a lot of DP World Tour events. I, I would, I would have made it more of a priority to be here in Japan. Um, what is happening, Pat? What are you doing? Why, why are you I, doing this right now? I don't now? know. My, why my are you team. messing with this right now? What the? Because, because this camera keeps moving. It's pissing me off. How is it I'm trying moved? to tighten it? Jeez. Okay. Um, I, I just, I, I kind of think more, more of those guys should have been here. But anyway, um. I don't know the cameo. I would I would be more tempted to play him in DFS, like because if he is hot, if he's going, like I could see him scoring a lot, but also making a lot of mistakes and making too many mistakes to win because he's just not super sharp, but just being so talented that he could score a lot and get you a lot of DFS points, which obviously matters in a no cut event. But yeah. he is tempting no matter what. All right, before we get to the nine K range, listen, the Nut Hut guys. I know it's I know it's I know it's NFL season. You know, one of the things that I, I've had a conversation with somebody with about earlier this week, let me tell you what gets somebody in the nut hut and what keeps somebody in the nut hut, okay? You know what gets somebody in the nut hut? They get in there when, the, when we talk about the Wednesday night live chat, how awesome the Wednesday night live chat is. And when we talk about the Caddy Info channel and the, the intel that we get from on site, which benefited some people last week, I believe. Uh, when we maybe we share, show some screenshots of people that are winning a bunch of money in there. Uh, because we have, we have that that happens every week, and we put those in the Nut Hut Hall of Fame channel. It's those things that I think get people to the Nut Hut, okay? 
But you know what keeps them there, Pat? Can you guess what keeps people in the nut hut? Um, other than winning money? Yeah. I think actually more than winning money. Me. That's a tremendous answer. That is a tremendous answer. Uh, possibly. Possibly. <laughs> but I would, I would venture to say no. I think it's community. It's community, Pat. It and is. You, you are I, a part of that that's community. That's me. You are a part and of that community. You. And you. But I, I, I realized that at, the, at Golby's Cup. You know, because like basically 90% of the people there are Nut Hut members. And they all feel like they, we all feel like we know each other. You know, and, and we were all interested to like finally meet in person and like put a name to a face to the screen name and the ridiculousness that goes on in the nut hut and the community. You know, it's, it's that that I think keeps people there. And it's so cheap. It's stupid cheap. It's way cheaper. That it's too cheap, honestly. It's going to go up. So it's too cheap based on all the intel and the information in the community and the 20% off in the TJ shop that you get. That makes us lose money. So like it, it's too cheap. But I'm just telling you, even, in, even, even though I know it's like the worst time for golf right now, give the Nut Hut a try. Hop in there. Join the community. There's a lot of crazy people in there, um, but it's a lot of fun. The people are wonderful, and, um, and I, I'm proud of, of, that, of that community, and I really am. And it, it was never more evident than, at, that, than in Pennsylvania for Golby's Cup. So, you know, come, yeah, come for all that information. Come for the... the, the you know, the extra little bit that you need. Listen, if you can't afford $90 a year to pay for your Nut Hut membership, to, to give you those extra little bitty nuggets that we get, to give you those, the, the, all the transcripts that we go through that saves you all the time, to, to give you the caddy info that you need, if you can't afford that $90 a year, then you should not be betting on golf in any capacity or playing DFS in any capacity. None. None. So it, it's a very simple decision, honestly. So. But you will get in there, and you will have paid for that, and then realize that you're going to stick around whether you win money or you don't because the community is that awesome. There's also a good chance you're going to win money, yeah. whether it's through DFS or gambling or prize picks, which we've, we've yeah. gotten into lately, that kind of stuff. I mean, like you're going to pay for it. it it's, if, that doesn't mean you're just listening to me or DB. I mean, you could listen to any of the sharps, and in in, you know, we have tons of folks, whether it's prize picks, uh, EFS gambling, whatever else, anybody giving their advice in there. So a lot of good folks, a lot of sharp folks. Um, you're you're gonna win that money back. Yep, yep, agree. All right, let's move on. AK range. Pat. Okay, talking about the AK range now. Just like I think it was last week, or maybe it was maybe it was the week before. Uh, this I think is also going to be a very dead range. Um, except for a few players, this will be a spot where leverage can be had. I, I do see, let's, let's talk about chalk, Pat. Um, I see potentially Mito Pereira being chalk. I mean, he's, he's a darling yeah. anyway. He was owned around 12% at the Shriners last week, and that was coming off of nothing. Nothing. I mean, and props to, props to Joe Idoni, by the way. I think Joe was all over Mito last week. Um, you know, hadn't seen him. Now, now there's, there's a guy bucking the trend, right? of a guy that we haven't seen play. We haven't seen Mito play since the BMW. And he comes out and gains nine strokes approach at the Shriners. Nine. And finishes fourth. Um, 12% ownership. I think 
People are going to jump on Mito at 8,300, especially a no-cut event with a lot of scoring. He scores points on DraftKings. That is important. Uh, and he's interesting. I mean, I don't, I don't hate that at all. Um, the, the other DFS darling in this range is Sahith, right? Um, I mean, and, and the last time we saw Sahith, he was a miscut at the Sanderson when he was 23% owned following a 18% owned T6 at the Fortinet. And this is kind of Sahith. Like, I think right now this is the Sahith profile. Sahith is the opposite of Tom Kim in that, like, Tom Kim will go a whole freaking tournament or maybe a month and not make a bogey. And Sahith is like, he, he's, he's hit or miss, it seems. He's kind of like, you know, he's kind of that, he's like that Indian Siwoo. You know what I mean? Like, he, he might could, he might could trunk slam or he might could win the whole damn thing, um, you know, and just, and just boat race everybody. But he's a guy that people love to play in this range. So I think that, I think that Sahith, I think that Mito and possibly Cam Davis are, are, are guys that, that people will go to. But, but I think Mito and Sahith at the, at, you know, are the most popular. Do you agree? What do you think about the chalk in this range? Yeah, I definitely think Mito is going to be is going to be chalky. Um, I think, yeah, I mean probably Sahith. I don't think there's going to be a ton of people that that are on Siwoo Kim. Um, I think Keegan Bradley is going to be kind of sneaky. So yeah, I think the, I think you're right. Those are the two. As a matter of fact, Sahith was actually a fade for me in this range, um, based on the fact that he may be chalky, and I'm a little bit concerned about his play recently. He can just get so hot though. Like he he's one of those guys that could shoot a seventy six and then a sixty one the next day. Yeah, it seems like. Well, yeah, um, yeah. I, I like a lot of names in here, and I definitely feel like, like I said, because a lot of lineups are gonna. It's so soft at the top with Xander and and Hideki and Morikawa and Sungjae in the in the ten k and above range. Like, I mean, I, I built a lineup earlier with one of my Japanese superstars. I got at the very bottom, and I think I fit. I can't remember exactly what I did. But I think I fit Hideki, Sungjae, and Tom Kim in the lineup. And then one of my guys down at the bottom, you know, from Japan, and still was okay with it. You know, when you think about no cut, you got to be aggressive. Um, I mean, you got to be aggressive anyway, but you got to think, it it needs to make you a little queasy. But I also think another potential build, if I'm building a lot of lineups, is to really pound this 8K range and just go, Rather balanced. I'm not saying fade all of the 9K range. I don't think you should do that. I, I think you got to have. There, there's too much from that Tom Kim up. I mean, I think you got to have one person from Tom Kim to Xander in your lineup. I just think you yeah. have to. Um, you know, I could see if you really want to. You know, if you want to build balance and you want to, you know, kind of go contrarian. I could see not playing anyone from Hovland down to Connors. and then pounding. You know, the 8K with with uh, with maybe Sungjae or, or Tom. But uh, I, I, you know, I, I think that's going to be the move. Um, I think my fade in here is going to be Tom Hoagie. Um, I just don't see Tom Hoagie as a Japan guy. I mean, I interviewed him, you know, about a month ago, <laughs> and, and he's he played well here last year, seventeenth. But like, I, Tom just seems like the last person in this field that wants to go to Japan. That's cutting edge yeah. analysis. By the way. I, I don't. I kind of agree with you there. I don't know if he's he's a big Japan guy. And I also know from talking to him that he, you know, one reason why I was all over him last week, he was on the betting card. Uh, he was in a lot of my lineups. He likes golf courses. He said it in our interview. He likes golf courses 
where he feels like everybody's hitting it to the same spot and he can use his short irons and wedges to to his benefit. And that's exactly what last week was. And that is not what this week is. Now there's there's this week you've got like this mix of really short par fours where that's going to be the case, but then you've got these really long ones where you just got to hold on and hit long irons close or you know to the center of the green and do your thing. Um so I'm, I think I'm a little. I think I'm going to bounce off Hoagie despite the good finish last week, uh, and then just kind of see what happens in here and see where it falls. I mean, obviously I'm a Keegan guy. I've always been a Keegan guy. I'm tempted by Keegan every every time I turn around. He's in a field. Uh, he's definitely played well here before. I can almost guarantee you he is on the card at 37 to one on Fanduel. I love that. Um, and then the the next one for me is Scott Stallings at 45 to one. Scott's just been so close, man. He's just been so close. I, I just, I mean, I don't know. I, it's his first time here, I, I think. No, he's played here. He, no, he, has, he hasn't played here, right? No, he hasn't played here. So, I don't know. I like Stallings. I like Keegan. I like a lot of these names in here. Uh, Mito's enticing, but I'm just going to have to wait and see for ownership. What do you think? Yeah, my two favorites in in this range. I mentioned them a second ago is Keegan. I love Keegan here. Okay, at Keegan agreement. Yeah, and you know, where was he? Like thirty seven to one. Yeah, uh, and I think that's a good bet as well. Um, obviously, he's played well here. Um, Finished and then fifth he's, at the Fortinet, right? Or or Sanderson? Where was he? He's already yeah, played. Yeah, he, he was fifth at the Sanderson. Yeah. Um, just a really good course fit for him. So so I like uh, I like Keegan. And then if I'm dropping down, like if I, you know, if you look at a guy in the lower 8K range, I like Sebastian Munoz. I mean, he finished T4 here last year. Um, you look at his stats, they're, they're pretty good. Top 30 in the field in the pr- approach, good drives gained. Also ball striking and par 4 scoring. Um, you know, generally a good putter. He's 37th in the field in strokes gained putting, just looking at his last 100 rounds. So I think Sebastian Munoz could be a good sort of GPP lower-owned play in here. Um, I did not look at his odds. I think they, I bet they're probably around like fifty to one, something like that. Uh, Munoz. Uh, you can get him at fifty to one at BetMGM. So um, yeah, so I like Sebastian. I think he's uh, I think he's a sneaky good play this week. Okay. Um, all right, let's get to the 7K range. Before we do, we need people to get to, you know, get to not letting their hair get thinned out, you know. I mean, look, just look at Pat's hair right there while he's staring at his phone. Um, get ahead of thinning hair with Nutrafol's whole body approach to hair growth. No drugs and no compromises. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve hair growth thickness and scalp coverage. Nutrafol's hair growth nutraceuticals Go beyond genetics to multi-target the root causes. Wait, what of, did you do? did you say? Nutraceuticals. Yes, we've already gone over this. Nutraceuticals to target the root causes of thinning and thinning, including stress, hormones, nutrition, metabolism, aging, and lifestyle through whole body health. Physician formulated using natural medical grade ingredients, Nutrafol's drug-free, patented technology provides consistent, reliable results without compromising your sex, your sexual health. Not your not like your gender, but your sexual health. In a clinical study, men showed progressive improvement in hair growth and thickness after just three and six months. Nutrafol is also trusted and recommended by more than 3,000 bottom doctors. Top doctors. Top, do- top doctors. Yeah. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com slash men. 
and entering the promo Flash code man. Tour Junkies <laughs> to save $15 off your first month subscription. This is their best offer anywhere and it's only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. Plus, free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com slash men, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com slash men, promo code, all one word, Tour Junkies. Thank you to Nutrafol, and that's men on nutraceuticals and men on hair <laughs> that's men on balding spots listen if you men if remember the ladies man on uh was it saturday night live or mad tv which one was leon phelps the ladies man it was on saturday night. it's the ladies man hello ladies i got my cavassier got my cavassier <laughs> right here hello Carla. what is your query <laughs> oh you have some you have some balding hair. Well, let me tell you about some Nutrafol. Oh, what's that, sir? Yeah, uh, just how dinky is your wang? <laughs> <laughs> that was the best, dude. That was when Saturday Night Live was funny. Oh, God. Those were the days. Too bad nobody will ever know what it was like. It's like, you know, younger than 30. Oh, God. Oh, man. Oh, by the way. Uh, we need a YouTube comment. Do this for us. We're doing a little. We'll do, we'll do a little survey. A little, uh, little survey in here. This matters. We're gonna read these. Closest city to you, okay, that hosts a PGA Tour event. Drop that in the comments. Hit the like button on YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube channel if you've not. Um, listen, if you're listening on the podcast, like, why are you not also paying attention to the YouTube channel? We put content every week on YouTube that is not on the podcast feed that you need to know, okay? So do that. What's the closest city to you that hosts a PGA Tour event? Let's say in 2023. Put that in the comments. Let us know. We're doing a little, little, sur- little, little survey, a little surveillance. Uh, yes, that is nasty. That is just nasty. <laughs> uh, okay, <clears throat> 7K range. Pat. I could like sit there and do it. The ladies' man all night. God, I love that shit. All right. It was the go. best. Um, you got everything. I got some, there's some good people in the 7K range, by the way. Well, you got everything from Sepp Straka down to Joel Damon. Joel does Japan down there at 7K. Um, I actually don't love this range. Uh, wow. I had a hard time in here. I, I really did. I mean, there's some names I got, but it, it took me some time to get to them. It feels... It doesn't feel great. I'm very interested to hear who you love so much in this range. Yeah, let me start then. Okay. All Maybe right? you can talk me into somebody. Why don't you talk me? Why don't you sell me on somebody? All right. Well, I'm going to talk you. Tell into you this. One, right? You give me one. You give me the name, and I'll tell you scale of one to ten. How cl- one being not at all, ten being I'm already there. To like how how interested I am in in buying what you're selling, and you convince me from there. Okay, I'll start with the first name you mentioned, Sepp Straka at seventy nine hundred. Okay, What's yes, Carla, uh, I am at an eight. Well, I'm there. See, then, I'm already there. Then I, don't, then I don't have to do much convincing. Yeah, Sep I like. Yeah, Sep is great. Look, Sep has been fantastic lately. I mean, you know, the guy went through that long stretch where he was absolutely terrible after a win at the Honda Classic. Um, and then, you know, he just, just goes on a, a great stretch run. Uh, you look at his last few events. Let's just look at this. FedEx St. Jude second, T28 at the BMW, T7 at the Tour Championship. I know that's a short field, but still top 10. Second at the Sanderson Farms. So he has a start in the fall in a regular PGA Tour event, and he finishes second. 
I think Sepp is a fantastic play um, this week. He has played here before. It was a T66 last year. But let, let's move over to the stats for Sepp. Um, oh, when he played those, here last year, he was coming in off of like a bunch of, I mean, he was trash. Yeah. So he's yeah. coming in in much better form. He's definitely found something, it seems, with the, with the ball striking. Did he not also, because this isn't going to be on here, but did, did he play well at the Olympics? In Japan, I hit him at first round leader at 150 to one. He was on the he was on the betting card. It was yeah. a huge huge hit. One fifty. I don't know where he ended up, but I thought he I don't know either. Well. But all I know is he won us a lot of money on the first round leader. Yeah. So yes, I mean, yeah, he, he had to have done something right. And then you look at the stats for him. I mean, good drives gained, top fifteen, top twenty in greens and regulation. He's top fifteen in putting over his last 100 rounds. So a lot going uh, for Sepstruck. So that one was okay. Like you're you, there's some agreement there. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, by the way, I mean, you didn't mention this outright, but he outright, he's 50 to one. I talked about him this morning on the first look show. He was one of the ones I said, yep, we're, we're, we're taking that now. Um, so I, I'm betting, I'm betting Sep outright too. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's move down a little bit. Michael, Car- <laughs> our, yeah, our, Caridi, our favorite Caridi. Australian, our favorite Australian, Michael Caridi, Zozo this week is my closest, just over 5,000 miles. <laughs> oh, Caridi. Hey, mate. Hey, mate. Over into the States. Yeah, you got to get to the States, mate. Get over here. Yeah. Do the thing. At least we've actually got to spend some time with him. I mean, yeah. he's, a, he's an Aussie, but he has been with us in Augusta before. Um, By the way, right. Caridi sneakily out-kicking out his coverage. I saw a picture of him on Instagram. I was like, geez, Caridi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Unbelievable. I mean, guys, um, guy needs Nutrafol and a lot of other things, and he's, his wife's very lovely. Well, you know. Anyway. Don't judge a book by its cover, BB. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. How about Emiliano Grillo? Oh, interviewing him at seventy-seven me last week. Okay, I, I'll I, gi- I'll give that one. Oh, I'll give that one like a five point six five. Well, I don't need to tell you at all about his stats because he no. is going to hit every stat that you like here. Ball strike. Guy killed me last week. Approach. I could have won. Big yeah, last week. I get it. And I think the scrambling is probably going to be a little bit of a, uh, it's kind of his deal that, that we're going to need to look out for. But the putting is getting better, as we've talked about a lot the last couple of weeks. Um, it really has improved. It's unbelievable. Um, and, you know, he's played here twice. Actually, both times he played here were, were at this course. He skipped it when it was at Sherwood. Um, so I think that, you know, he's obviously got some experience. I like the way he's playing. His form is great, other than last week. So, Grillo at 7,700, I'm a fan of. What was his ownership like? On average, he was 13%. But it wasn't super high. No. Oh, God. I don't know, Pat. I, I'm going to need some time. I'm going to need a little bit of time. Because, like, seriously, he cost me He cost me hitting big. Um, he needs to simmer on the grill a little bit. Yeah. You know, warm he, up on the grill. He the might grill be one out. of those pop the cork, let it breathe place for me. All right. Who else you got? All right. I got one more for you. This one's weird. I'm going weird for you. But there's some, there's some good reasons to play this guy. How about your boy, Troy Merritt, Amis Troy? All right. He's at 7,100. This is so a minimum three. price. He's, played, three he's also me. played here twice in his top 30 both times. I know it's a short field, but still. Let's look at his recent results, okay? Missed a cut last week, but then, you know, 59th at the Fortinet, 
T58 to BMW top 30 at the FedEx St. Jude. Okay. Um, T30 right. and a T28 here at this course, those two years. Yeah. Um, but his stats look really good. Top, he's 11th in the field in putting, 22nd in ball striking, 11th in greens and regulation, 5th in good drives gained, and top 35 in strokes gained approach. His worst stat that I looked at was par 4 scoring at 54th. Um, he is number one. Wait. Whoop, sorry. Wrong guy. Yeah. He's 36 in par 4 scoring. He's just... 59th in strokes gained around the green. By the way, I think... A potential, if you're just looking at stats, a potential pivot off of merit. Not that they yeah, like give me that. I'm, I'm probably I'm already more interested in that. Steve Steven Yeager, seventy one hundred. You know who Yeager's got on the bag now? Uh, he has. Uh, does he have Caddy John? No, well, he had he had him filled. He filled in for him one week. He has Vran- Does he have C. Woo's caddy? He has Vranman, Brian Vranish, yeah. C. Woo's okay. caddy, um, yeah. who a lot, a lot of caddies would say is one of the best caddies in the game. Um, extremely good player as well, accomplished player, uh, good player in his own right. Um, yeah, I, I think I'd actually rather have Jaeger. You know what's shocking about Steven Jaeger? I mean, this is shocking. If you look at the last 50 rounds, let's, let's grab a nice... A nice hefty scoring or uh, uh, sample size, right? The last fifty rounds, Steven Yeager is fifth in DraftKings scoring, which is you know something I think you should look at. Now you know in how many rounds? Fifty. Jeez. Uh, this is something I think you should look at. Like I don't think that I don't think that Accordia is set up to be um, super hard. It's one of those in the middle, right? Like it's you know. I think we're going to see a winning score in the mid-teens. Um, Tiger won at 19 under. He was like a few clear of, or he was a few clear of Hideki, who was a few clear of everybody else. And then Hideki won at 15 under, three clear of everybody else, I believe, is how it went down. Um, is that how it went down? Let's see. Hideki, no, Hideki won by five last year. He was 15 under. Tiger at 19 under beat Hideki by three. And then Hideki was like a couple shy, you know, ahead of everybody else. So like, uh, odds are, you know, a slightly weaker field. We could we could see the winning score be somewhere in that mid-teens. So not not like major championship difficulty, but also not the you know the 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 damn Shriners. Um, so I think DraftKings scoring is something we need to look at, especially in four rounds no cut. We always look at that, right? Uh, it's yeah. shocking to see Jaeger at fifth. I, I would have. I mean, I, I would have never have guessed that. Maybe, maybe it's a glitch. I don't know, but it is shocking. I would rather have him. The reason than- I like Jaeger better too in a in a in a no cut event than I do just like a regular PGA Tour event. I mean, he has been so good like on the Corn Ferry Tour and then when it, but I feel like he's yeah. been really average. He has been. He's since been- he's been on the PGA Tour. But maybe a no cut event, something where there's a little less pressure on him, like that. That'll be you know the way to go with him i don't have it in front of me but it doesn't matter he finished number one in the order of merit last year as a corn on the corn ferry tour for you to finish number one on the corn ferry tour in order of merit you know what you have to do really freaking well is make a ton of birdies make a ton of birdies like that that is all they yeah. do out there it's the it's they the, make a lot of birdies because they have easy setups yeah you know unless there's bad weather which you can't control like obviously. the bahamas maybe you get a terrible wind and then other than that yeah. it's, but it's like 
it's the corn it's the corn birdie tour. It, it is a bunch of birdies out there. So like yeah. he's capable of getting it done. Um, I don't mind Jaeger. I'd rather have Jaeger than Troy Merritt. You okay? I don't, I don't know. I think I accidentally talked. talked yeah, yeah. I think did. I talked myself into Jaeger over Merritt. <laughs> I can't believe we just talked that long on Steven Jaeger. Anyway, um, yeah. Okay. So I like Sep. I, I agree with you there. I mean, it, it's it's gonna be impossible for me not to play Matt Naismith again. He was on the betting card. I loved him last week. He finished runner up. Uh, you know, now he's going to be a little po- He's going to be chalky in here. I-, I think in this range, Naismith is one of the chalkier names for his price. I just think that's going to happen. But I mean, dude, in his last two events, he's gained 13.1 strokes with his irons. Second at the Shriners, ninth at the Sanderson. He just had to warm up a little at the Fortinet, missed the cut, did his thing coming off the, off the playoffs. Uh, he's gained strokes putting in his last five tournaments. That's solid. The around, the around the green play isn't great for him, but I think a lot of that, and, and I, I did interview him. We haven't released it yet, but I think a lot of that is because he hits so many greens. He just doesn't have a ton of opportunities. He is a green and regulation MFer that is uh, really hot right now at 7,800. I like it. Uh, I think another chalky name in here, but I'm interested, is Mark Hubbard just to see where it all lands. Um, Naismith may be chalk. I am willing to go ahead and play anyway, whereas Hubbard... If he's chalk, like, you know, 13 plus percent, I'll probably just pivot. But, but Naismith, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and take down. By the way, while I'm up here in this range, at 7,800 is my fade. F Lucas Herbert, man. I don't, I do not like Lucas Herbert. I don't, I, it, I, don't, I was actually just about to ask you about him. I was going to, because I, I had a couple guys I just wanted to ask you about that I wasn't sure. This guy is, okay. This, like, what do you think? Because he's 50 to 1, his odds. <sighs> no, I freaking yeah. hate him. I can't stand. But he wins out of nowhere. Like he's going to end up. He winning. only he's won gonna, once he, out of nowhere at the Bermuda. He's going he's gonna to be a McKenzie Hughes. I was just about to say. I was literally this just is about to gonna say. What's going to happen? He's going to be McKenzie Hughes this week. I was just about to say. Let me tell you who. Who actually? McKenzie Hughes is becoming Lucas Herbert. Okay, this is what <laughs> Lucas Herbert does well. Lucas Herbert puts it really well. Yes, okay? he's a great putter. You know what else he does well? He hits it a long way. He does. He hits it a long way. I don't know if like the right ear being the trail ear that sticks out so far like helps him generate extra whip in the impact zone. Um, but he hits it really far, okay? And he puts it well. His irons are trash. And for strokes gained approach to be like the stat that is so predictive or, or more predictive than anything else on the PJ Tour week after week, He's going to drive you nuts. Uh, Mackenzie Hughes, I don't know if you've seen this, Pat, but it's now documented since his win a couple weeks ago. Mackenzie Hughes is on, has added distance. I don't know if you've seen that, but he's added distance. He's gone and, and chased some, some distance. He's been in the gym. I'm already seeing the PGA Tour post pictures of Mackenzie Hughes deadlifting in his living room, for crying out loud. What, he's added five more yards? Like he's added club head speed. He's added distance. He is becoming Lucas Earbert. He is going to be a tremendous putter. He is going to hit it a long way, and his irons are going to suck. But then, like, one week out of every 14 months, he's going to have a horseshoe up his arse, and he's going to gain six strokes with his irons and blitz the field, and everybody's going to be frustrated. And I, I just don't want any part of it. Lucas Earbert is, I'm out. I'm done. Done with him. Don't want him. Don't, don't, I'm never going to, I don't want to play him. Unless 
we find a course where irons don't ever matter. I don't know how that could happen. Or, or he figures out the iron play. But I'm out. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I'm... Okay. I'm with you. That's, I was just... I was, that's, kind I was of the, that's kind of the top end of this range. Um, by the way, we mentioned Strzok at 50-1. to Naismith, for me, at 70-1. to He was on the First Look show this morning as well. That's an automatic bet. He was... I think he was, like, way shorter than that on every other book. But DraftKings had him at 70-1. to If you can still get Naismith at 70-1 to outright, I think you do that. I, I think you definitely continue riding this kid did you see the quote that he had after after uh, his round on sunday no i did not dude this is this is how this is this is sharp he said he was talking about his round he's talking about you know getting close to winning and stuff and he said what we do here is we put a bookmark we put a bookmark at the end of that round on sunday and the good news is is on Thursday in Japan, when we open the book back up, we're just picking right back up where we left off. It's bookmarked. And we keep riding, we keep rolling, we keep doing what we're doing. And dude, if that doesn't give you just a, you know, an inspirational erection. I love that. I don't know how you can't get, that is a guy. I did, I did get an inspirational erection. <laughs> yes. By the way, you also had Ricky Fowler's boobies brush up against you last week, and that did not pan out. But... I don't think that comment got enough. Booby brushing last week and inspirational erection this week yeah. from Matt Naismith. I mean, if that's a guy that doesn't have it, you know, who's got it, he's got it dialed in between here right now. And when, mm-hmm. you, when you add that to his ball striking, 70 to 1 is the play no matter what. If he loses, it's still the bet. Like, that is a sharp bet. Bet it. 70 to 1, Matt Naismith. Um, other than that, there's only one other guy that I kind of could get down with here, and he missed the cut last week. Um, and I dogged him on Wednesday night in the Nut Hut chat because people were talking about him, and I said, I don't like him. The reason I don't like him is because you're on a course that mitigates one of his biggest strengths, which is driving distance. Uh, and he's a terrible, he wasn't a great wedge player. And that's Kurt Kitayama. But uh, now, yeah, now it's. Absolutely killed me last week. Well, you didn't listen to me, Pat. Now, now you're on a course that that does not mitigate his greatest weapon and helps him. You know, everybody's going to be hitting mid to long irons. That's what he does really well. I like him here. I like Kurt Kitayama a lot. I also like him at eighty to one on FanDuel. So that's it for me. It's like Straka, Naismith, Kitayama, betting all three of them, probably playing all three of them, uh, plus maybe a little Jaeger sprinkle in there. All right, I'll throw a little bet in here, too, that I like. Um, I, I mentioned, well, you mentioned Naismith. I like him. He's at 70 to 1. Yeah. I think, and, and this, is, this is a guy, there's, there's a lot of points of contention with this guy and, and me and somebody in the nut hut. Mm. So if you get in the nut hut. You That's can, that whole community can, thing we're talking about. Yeah, this is the community thing we're yeah. talking about. I did not mention him as a DFS play. But he has been playing really well lately, okay? He's got a t. He was teach top twenty five at the Fortinet. He was top thirty last week at the Shriners. Matt Wallace. He's well traveled. Oh God. Way. He's a European European tour guy. Matt Wallace is a hundred to one. A hundred to one. Maybe he comes out and wins. I don't know. I also like his top ten number too. By the way, which we'll get into in a little bit. Well, we we top- we have seen Wallace. Uh, he's been playing on the DP World Tour. Um, since since the the PGA since his playoff deal ended, 
Uh, let me pull him up. He's had some good finishes. He's playing a lot because he's already played. He's already played two events in the fall here for the tour. Yeah. So. so he played the he played the Alfred Dunhill. That's the only one I was thinking of. He missed the cut at the Alfred Dunhill. Uh, but then he came. So he played the Fortinet, finished T twenty one. Then he played the Alfred Dunhill, missed the cut. Then he went to the Shriners and finished T twenty eight, which is impressive. That's a lot of travel back and forth. Yeah, I mean Wallace is. I I do think in a no cut event I could stomach some Matt Wallace because it just pisses me off when he misses a cut. So I could get I could be okay with that. I could be okay with that. But a hundred to one outright, you said, huh? That or if you really I mean, want to do it, just bait, go plus six hundred on top the top 10. ten. Yeah, I don't love a lot of triple digit numbers this week at all to win this. Um, all right, let's. No, get- I don't either. As a matter of fact, Wallace is the only one that I have. So okay, beautiful. Well, let's get to the 6K range real quick. Uh, I will save some of my other 6K plays. I'll let you hit who you like, and then I'll talk about my, my Japanese boys. My, uh, you know, if Japan had, you know, BTS. You know what BTS right, well, is? I've, I've got three people in here, and uh, one of them is, one of my, is, is a Japanese player. So if I take one of yours, I apologize. Um, but I will start. With Adam Long, who, damn it, Adam Long. <laughs> you love Adam Long. Jeez. I am in love we with Adam We need to get Long. Adam Long on the show, so you, and you need to be there for the interview. He's, he's played here twice, T51 in a top 25 on this course. Um, you know, you, you, look at his, you look at his recent results. He, he was T30 at the Sanderson Farms, did miss a cut at the Fortinet. Um, but I like his stats too here for this course. I mean, that was really what first jumped out at me. You know, he's he's literally, you know, if you look at every, you know, he's 14th in the field as far as all the stats I looked at. 30th in approach, 13th in good drives gained. He's number one in greens and regulation. So the guy's hitting greens, um, third in par four scoring, uh, great ball striker. He's fourth in the field and putting for his last 100 rounds. So a lot of stats really line up for Adam Long to do well here. Maybe that's why I like him. I used to not be a stats guy either, DV. Damn it. Yeah, you're now I am. Yeah. Now I'm loving the stats on Adam Long at 6,900. I like him there. Next guy down, Sam Ryder. Um, he, he'll check a few boxes as well. You know, I do like Sam ball. Ryder. I do like I Sam, love Ryder. Some Sam Ryder. I love some Sam Ryder. Um, you know, you look at his recent form, it's okay. Top 30 last week, P45 at the Sanderson Farms. Um, I do believe he's played here as well, hadn't he? Yeah, right. yeah, I think he's played yeah. good. As a matter of fact, he finished top 10 last year on yeah. this course. So I think Sam Ryder could be another good option. Now, also, here's my Japanese guy. Okay. 6600. Kazuki Higa. Okay. Kazuki Higa is also at 6600. <laughs> This guy is the money leader on the ja- on the Japan tour. He's won over 92 million yen. 92 million yen. <laughs> okay? He's got 3 wins uh, in 17 events. 92 million yen. How many US About dollars is that? $630,000 is what that is. Hell yeah. For You're 3 rounds. Money. For 3 wins. So that's all. I, now he has played here before. He finished T fifty seven last year. Um, but I'm gonna go. I'm going with the money leader on the Japan tour. That's that's. I'm just gonna okay go straight to the top and go with Kazuki Higa at sixty six hundred. There you go. Well, he was not one of mine. He was not one of mine. Uh, I'm surprised you didn't say Adam Shank. Um, but I, I I'll give you just a couple. Of, I like Hayden Buckley score I, I like his i like how he sets up the score up here so i like buckley um and i like hostler 
to score as well. I had Hostler in some DFS lineups last week. He did pretty well. I'll go there. But my, my four Japanese, my four Japanese boys. I'll start at the most expensive. And it's kind of the it's kind of one of the wily veterans. You know, it's it's uh it's Shugo Imihara. Okay. Mm, Shugo's okay. a sixty four hundred. He's played here both years, finished fifty ninth the first year, eighteenth last year. On the Japan tour this year in twenty twenty two, he has nine top fifteens and two wins. He's the number 116th player in the world. I liked looking at their, I did some research in the world golf rankings just to kind of put it into perspective. You know, if I were to name some names, so let, let's, say, let's say we're in this no-cut event, okay? $6,400, okay? And, and I gave you these names. Tell me if you'd be interested. Trey Mullinax, Johnny Vegas. How about a guy who's way more expensive than my friend Shugo in Brendan Steele? Hmm, okay. Or Taylor Moore. Taylor Moore ranked 121st. Brendan Steele, 119th. Johnny Vegas, 118th. Trey Mullinax, 113th. Shugo, 116th in the world golf ranking. That's impressive. All right, moving yeah. on. 6,300. This guy might be one of my favorites. This guy, I think, is going to be the potential DraftKings scorer guy. And he's a young, he's a young, young player. It is Yuto... Katsuragawa. Yuto hmm. Katsuragawa. 6,300. I said that well. I, I did say that well. I think I nailed that. Um, seven top fives and a victory in 2022. He is the 102nd ranked player in the field. Ahead of all the names I just gave you. Ahead of Amish Troy Merritt. Ahead of everyone's new favorite, Thomas Detry. Ahead of a guy I have a problem with, Andrew Putnam. Ahead of all those guys. In the official world golf ranking, the young kid, Yuto Katsuragawa at 6,300. I think it'd be an interesting uh, DFS pivot. Two more. We'll get out of here. At 6,100, Hiroshi Iwata. T18 here last year. By the way, Yuto, this will be his first time playing. Uh, Last year, Hiroshi Iwata, T18. This year in 2022, he has five top fives with a victory. Now, he's a little bit further down there in the world golf ranking. He's 195th, which mm-hmm. is down there around names like Russell Knox, Robbie Shelton, um, Bo Hostler's at 185. He's kind of down there, down that range. But T18 last year, T18 last year, five top fives with a win so far in 2022. Finally, at minimum price, $6,000, Kato Onishi, $6,000. He is the 154th. I looked at Kato. You did? He's 154th in this field, 154th world golf ranking. Guess who he's around? Guess who's 153rd? Mark Hubbard. What if Mark Hubbard was min price? Hmm. Now, you could say, well, the world golf ranking is jacked up, and it, it, and, it, and it rewards too much long-term play. Mark Hubbard's recent form has definitely been vaulting him up the rankings. This is true. Uh, that is 100% true. It's something to consider. Uh, guess who else is around him? Uh, Onishi who? is 154. Matt Wallace is 156th in this field. Ricky Fowler is 160th in this field. Adam Schink at 6,900 is 164th in the world golf ranking. 
tons of these names. Jason Day, 143rd. And this man is minimum price. Now, what has he done in 2022, you ask? He has seven top tens in 19 events. One victory in 2022. Kato Onishi at min price is worth a look. There you go. Those are my four Japanese golf tour sensations we should all be possibly considering. Okay. But don't bet any of them. Don't, well, don't bet any of them. Finally, uh, so I got five top tens, Pat. I'll make this real quick. Five top okay. tens. We've talked about all of them. Sepp Straka, I'm going to start at the, the, or sorry, yeah, start at the longest. Matt Naismith, plus 450. I, I mean, we can't talk anymore about Matt Naismith. Plus 450 on DraftKings top 10. Sepp Straka, four to one top 10. Siwoo, I, we didn't really talk a lot about Siwoo. I don't, I just feel better about the top 10 with Siwoo. Plus 330, I, I think that's a, a, a decent value there on Siwoo, plus 330. Keegan, we both love Keegan Bradley. He's at plus 250. And then Hideki's plus 160. You give me plus money on Hideki, plus 160. I, I, am, I am attracted to that. So those are my top 10 bets. You got okay. anything to add? I got a few top 10s. I like Terrell Hatton. Plus two hundred. Yeah. No. No. Yes. I like Tommy Fleetwood at plus two fifty. Top yeah. ten. I yeah. like Sebastian Munoz at plus three thirty. Sep also at plus four hundred. I'm with you there. And then Matt Wallace plus six hundred. Wallace. Okay. There you go. There you have it. That is the 2022 Zozo Championship DFS and betting show. Don't forget to like the YouTube video. Comment. The closest city that hosts a PGA Tour event to you. And uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel if you're watching on app or if you're listening on Apple or Spotify. Please rate and review the podcast. Check out the Nut Hut. Check out Front9Coffee.com and Nutrafol.com slash men and use promo code Tour Junkies. That's been, uh, that's been the show. Let's have a great week. May your screens be green and bend over your bookie. See ya!